Biden, of course, going to New York City for the all-important United Nations, despite the fact that the other four members of the Security Council, the permanent members, aren't bothered going. Uh, This is the same New York that Biden couldn't be bothered to go to to commemorate 9-11 on the anniversary. You can get signed up at ksgf.com to win a pizza party at our good friends at Godfather's Pizza. You and up to 12 of your whomever, people of your choosing, a pizza party at one of the area stores, the Godfather restaurant locations, Nixa, Ozark, Battlefield, and Springfield. The Springfield location, by the way, is a buffet, if you weren't aware of that. And they deliver to much of the area. So that's something, especially at work during the week and you want to have some pizza delivered and uh, you can uh, most likely do Godfathers. Of course, there's a certain radius, as there always is, but uh, most likely, if you're listening, you are going to be within the the delivery uh, radius of one of those locations. And that's at ksgf.com. There is a story... Uh, Color 10 Fox 49 had regarding business owners in the Plaza Shopping Center becoming increasingly frustrated with the rise of crime around their stores. And that so if you're not familiar with that Plaza Shopping Center, it's a it's the shopping center across from uh, from Jim Steakhouse and Pub where the Plaza Theater used to be forever. And they interviewed a number of people. James Woodson's with Cook's Appliance, being one of those individuals. It's, I actually happened, I was over th- there yesterday, in fact. And it, the timing of this story is interesting because I also happened to, while I was over there, uh, navigate through some of the alley area in, in between the buildings. And, and you could see there was a lot of debris. And in fact, um, there was a conversation about all of the the people that are sleeping back there at night and drinking and doing drugs. And so then I see this story pop up. I thought, well, that timing is interesting. James Woodson's with Cook's Appliance said it definitely makes our customers feel uncomfortable as they're walking in or coming across the parking lot. Noting that he's seen enough, saying we've found paraphernalia and feces, things like that, just making an environment that's just very unsafe for customers to be traversing in and out of our business. Other stores sharing a similar experience. Cheryl Briggs with Derma Health said we're, we've actually, uh, we actually have had people that will sleep behind our building. They'll walk around our building. I've not had them be destructive on our property. But I've had to move my chairs, my benches to back behind the building. I've had to come in and pick up needles, their alcohol bottles, their trash that they leave uh, behind, sometimes their clothing. Teresa Carter Hess, owner of Rose Among Thorns, said, I've noticed a huge uptick of homelessness just around here, and there's a little ditch over there behind the trash canisters. There's uh, a, a long trench of a ditch behind the flower shop, and it's just littered. It's scary. I've actually seen a couple of syringes back there, too. People pilfer through our trash, and then they essentially just leave it all over the place. And this is the direction that, unfortunately, I have been a correct in predicting we are headed towards the St. Louis, Chicago, Baltimore, San Francisco 
that we have people in leadership that are just they're kind of lefties and they have their head in the sand and they're more worried about what you know having uh, your um, diversity experts hired and making sure that people's pronouns are respected and being sponsors of drag shows and you know all of these other things and when you just when those are your priorities those are your focuses you take your eye off the things that are meaningful to the average citizen and slowly but surely you get to a place where now we have businesses talking about syringes and feces like it's a story from San Francisco They're, you know, of course, they're trying to figure out what to do about this. There is talk about needing a stepped-up police presence, and it sounds as if at one point there was. Um, the, the owners met on Monday to discuss options going forward, including having or asking, rather, for an increase in police around the area and private security or neighborhood watch. Quote, I think with the increased presence of the police, that would definitely help, you know, help police. Of course, police are dealing with not necessarily having enough people. Uh, one, they're short anyway, but then on top of that, you have the increased crime. And it makes it very difficult, and they find themselves just sort of running around trying to, uh, quote, put out fires, if you will, this being one of those those sort of scenarios. And I, listen, it, it's it's very sometimes this gets overcomplicated on how to deal with the situation by this or like this. Now, I, t- I can tell you generally who it's not overly complicated for the people who are being directly impacted by it. What oftentimes occurs in a situation like this is you will have people who are the business owners who are directly impacted, who come up with ideas that will work, but they are told that they cannot do these things. And ultimately, without even having to be specific, there's, there is one way that you prevent people from utilizing your alleys and your parking lots as drug dens and bathrooms and sleeping areas. And that is to make it so that it is not worth it for them to try. To make it uncomfortable enough, and I don't even necessarily mean physically, but to where they say, let's move on and find somewhere else where we will not be hassled. Now, how does one go about doing that? You know, that, that of course, is where you can get into a whole range of different discussions about things that you can do to keep people away. But again, unfortunately, when you do have business owners that come up with ideas that will make it so they decide it's not worth our trouble. You know, right now there are areas they can kind of hide. You have these little alleyways, you have, you know, dumpsters. So there are places that they can go and get out of the way so that they aren't seen so that they can sleep or that they can shoot up. And so, creating an environment so that environment is is it's it's inviting unfortunately when businesses do take steps that make it so they say this isn't worth it you oftentimes get city leaders or bureaucrats well now you can't do that 
And while locally, I'm not citing any specific examples, but I, we've seen this across the country. Remember, you may have seen it went viral several months ago. I want to say it was in New York where a, a business owner hosed down some homeless or a homeless person that was hanging out in front of their business that was real problematic, that bothered people, annoyed people, had been told to leave numerous occasions. And so finally just thought, I'm going to spray this person every time they're out here with a hose so that they go away. And of course, who? gets in trouble who's told no you can't do that it's a store owner was that Oregon? I believe it was well, Oregon. Well, some lefty well, running city. And I mean, of even if it wasn't, I know there was a similar mm. incident in yeah. that area as well. Yeah, and so in, we we continue to see this, whether it is dealing with straight up crime, you know, where people are targeting individuals, or this sort of crime that isn't necessarily targeting law abiding citizens, but has an impact on them, where it's constantly defaulting against the the law abiding citizen where it's the law-abiding citizen that is held accountable for interactions and actions. And we've seen extreme examples, of course, like in New York with the uh, you know, the retired Marine that was trying to protect those people on the train. And so he put an individual in the chokehold, that individual who's threatening to kill people. And, of course, who is it that the government comes after? Comes after the person that was standing up to do the protecting. Um, you know, the, these we, we increasingly create these environments in which the criminals feel that ultimately the local government is going to default to their side and it emboldens them. And, you know, you end up with these sorts of scenarios. I got to get a news update. And then also um, the American transmissions talk at text line four, four, seven KSGF traffic two. all that ahead. I'm Nick Reed. Good morning. I'm Color 10's Jesse Inman. The former owner of Affordable Towing will be sentenced Tuesday morning for altering business vehicles to produce an illegal amount of emissions in order to save money. Dennis Cleveland pled guilty to conspiracy and tampering with a Clean Air Act monitoring device, and he could face up to five years in prison. Improvements are coming to three major roadways in Springfield. At the Springfield City Council meeting last night, funding was approved to make sidewalks and crosswalks safer and more accessible for people with disabilities. The funding allows for upgrades at various intersections along Sunshine, Battlefield, and National. This includes sidewalk and ramp improvements at 19 intersections, as well as ADA upgrades to pedestrian push buttons. For Color 10 News and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast from Navant, employee benefits that work from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly sunny, high near 85 today with a strong chance of showers and thunderstorms tonight. Mostly cloudy with a low around 63. 70% chance of showers throughout the day Wednesday. Mostly cloudy, high near 72. And Thursday, a 40% chance of showers. Mostly sunny, though, otherwise with a high near 81. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. And then I saw her face. Sarah Myers, everyone, and then Marshall will get to you. I am not ready. Oh, well. No, I'm ready now. All right. I got him put on hold. Hey, uh, if you don't follow Quick Draw Gun and Monette on Facebook, I recommend that you do so. They do a great job posting new inventory whenever they do uh, store restocks, and they also post sales. And one of the latest posts that they made says, uh, need a new deer hunting rifle? Well, we need good used lever action rifles and are offering top dollar for trade-ins. So if that sounds like something that you would be interested in, highly recommend that you take 
take a trip down to Monet soon. And of course, Brad and his team, they can help you with all of your ammo restock needs, uh, your firearm accessory needs, and they can also help you if you are new to the firearm world or if you're just wanting to add to your collection. Plus, they do offer those custom laser engraving and seracoding services as well. Now, you can find all of the contact information, store hours, address, all of that information is going to be housed under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. All right. I'm trying to get some things in order. You said Marshall? Marshall and Fairgrove. Marshall and Fairgrove, yes. welcome. Uh, good morning. Good, good morning. Hey, uh, this is a subject that we're talking about that I know quite a bit about, and unfortunately it's not positive. <laughs> it's just awful. I've seen homeless people, for real, in Springfield on the side of I-44 having sex, broad daylight, right there in the grass. Sarah saw it in front, of the, in front of the city hall? City hall, yep. Oh, my gosh. And then Middle I of was day. at Culver's on the north side there on Glenstone. My friend and I and his wife and my wife were all trying to have a nice meal. This homeless lady comes out, drops her pants, and does a number two right there on the sidewalk in front wow. of Ziggy's. Uh, I've had uh, friends who have went to pick up a box uh, in the trash service. We've actually picked up individuals that are sleeping inside of the box, uh, and then they refuse to get out of the box. I've had situations where I approached to pick up trash in the morning, and there's a person standing there. I'm like, okay, are they going to knife me? Are they going to stab me? What are they going to do? You know, I, I went to pick up other boxes, and there's syringes where you have to hook your cables. Uh, I've had situations where they're on a bicycle. They don't even look and pull right out in front of your truck. And I saw him do that to another semi, and he almost clipped him. I've seen him walk right out in front of traffic and flip people off and walk right down the middle of the road. I have seen some that were like regulars that you see. Then they get hit by a car because they're mentally right. not right. Yeah. Or so that, let me ask you, about what area do you see this activity? Unfortunately, it's all over the city. Well, so the reason it's, I... um, it's all over the city. I mean, even on the south side, which you're thinking, okay, there's a different kind of clientele there. People have big money down there, but no, it's there well, too. Well, and here's the way, and the reason I was asking is that, yeah, no, I agree it is all over the city, but it seems as if it is unavoidable on the on-ramps and off-ramps that we see this sort of... Like it, it's, it's pretty much unavoidable there, but if you're talking about the north side... Yeah, I wasn't thinking... Right, yeah, I wasn't thinking so much north side, south side. I, I was thinking that, because you do, I mean, you, you come in, uh, you know, or South Campbell, James River, you see it there. Um, well, my or, experience is, if I go into a convenience store, before I even go in, I drive by, and if there's yeah. a bunch of people sitting on the sidewalk out there, like, okay, it's a situation. I just don't go there. You know, I don't want to have trouble. I just need to do my job and go home in one piece. Well, and so the, I'll pass it up. And, yeah. and they do it in front of McDonald's as well, right there on Kearney Street. I've avoided going to have breakfast because I don't want to walk by them. I've had to stop and call the police because one of their dogs was running around on a leash, didn't run out in traffic. I got the dog. I put it to a post. had the cops come out so that the dog wouldn't get hit. That's happened more than once. It's just a constant it, it, everyday thing. It is. Even in, our, even in our safety meetings in the morning, I'm asking other drivers to be careful not to run over anybody because they don't wear 
any reflective material. They'll walk right out in front of your vehicles. Springfield is no better than California or any of these other places. If it, you're out in it like I am every day, it's unfortunate. You're see it right, and it's going to sicken you. Well, and I, I got—I mean, I've got a lot of uh, text messages coming in. One from a local business owner on North Glenstone saying he has videos of people making pipes from pop cans, and they're—it's not weed they're smoking in it. Uh, leaving the trash on the ground. I call the police. They don't even show up. I've also picked up feces and used condoms. And I, you know, the the police not showing up, I understand how that happens. It happens because if you, know, you if there's a call about what is considered litter on the ground or a call answering, you know, somebody has called 911 because their husband is drunk and beating them, clearly they're going and we're just, you know, continuing to see the, the violent crimes, and so it, it's a priority situation. We, we're not in Springfield dealing with you know, police officers that are just sitting around like, yeah, I ain't going to bother. It's a matter of having to prioritize things. And, uh, you know, the reason I ask where I was asking where you see it, and, and it, it is not, to me, it's not a north-south side thing. It is, while it exists in places we don't see it, for example, we were talking about the um, uh, Plaza Shopping Center. Um, that you're just driving by, it, it's not quite so prevalent. You see it maybe if you're a customer there, certainly if you're an employee there. But it's these these entrances to the city that at least half the time, it seems as if you see some display of this behavior. And it, to me, that that is, <laughs> for so many people, their introduction to Springfield. Either people that are traveling through, be it for business or on vacation, or, and this is, the, this is what I always think about, every time I get off of 44 or I get off James River and I'm coming into the city, whether it's Glenstone, Campbell, whatever intersection it may be, and I think to myself, how many people are coming to Springfield for the first time because they have a job interview here and they are trying to decide if this is where they want to move their family and this is what they see? And we have a city, again, that I believe is completely off focus of this because anytime and we see this every so often, it'll pop up and, you know, they're worried that um, any anytime there's anything in the context of LGBTQ that, that you know, uh, we're, we're just not business friendly because we aren't uh, a safe haven for LGBTQ this. Or uh, if we had more bike paths, that would attract more small business owners. I'm thinking, are you out of your mind? You, that's what you think the problem is in Springfield? When you can be pulling in to Springfield for the very first time, maybe you hit a few different cities trying to decide where it is that you're going to move, and, and may, it may not even be for work. Maybe you know, We have a lot of people that come from California to this particular area, and you know many of them, they visited Missouri, f f friends and family, maybe not specifically Springfield, but they pull in, and the first thing they see is somebody walking around like a zombie, taking a crap there, maybe having sex possibly out on the, you know, the, the side of the road. And, you know, we have a city that instead, you know, commissioned studies about bike paths and LGBTQ friendly stuff and so forth. That That's how it is that this stuff gets to where it's out of control because there's total denial. And I, I don't believe that this is an issue in terms of 
you know, law enforcement ignore. There are certain law enforcement is only allowed to do certain things. And listen, I'm I'm just I'm telling you the answer to this is to make life in the capacity that these individuals are choosing to live it not worth living it in that place in that way. And I'm not talking about going around killing people or beating them with, you know, I'm not talking about anything like that. But somebody had texted in, for example, I was talking about the alleyways behind the Plaza Shopping Center. And they said, I'd put sprinklers of some system up, have them go on every 20 minutes. Yeah, something like that. I mean, you'd have to make sure that you got, because people can get creative, uh, you'd have to have them up high and and have some sort of system like that. That, yeah, every 20 minutes, it just sprays water out for 30 seconds. Until they go away. Until they're like, well, this is clearly not comfortable. Because that's what happens. The more comfortable an area is, the more likely it is to draw people. But again, unfortunately, what happens is, if you do have those sort of meaningful steps taken that will actually make a difference, then you have people step up and talk about how mean it is. Well, you can't do that because of this. And they put roadblocks in the way, once again, running defense for the people who are having sex and doing drugs and crapping in alleyways in the city. It's very frustrating when you can recognize what causes this stuff to get worse and worse. And when you watch the things that could help it, um, you know, anytime anybody does take those steps, they get attacked by usually the people who should be in charge of figuring out how to deal with this problem. I, I think what's going to probably have to happen is you're going to have some of these businesses that are just going to not ask permission, take these steps on their own where, uh, you know, air cannons or water, you know, sprinkler systems or something and and either they'll just be allowed to do it or there's going to be some public discussion where you'll have local government people that say, well, you can't do that. Here's why. And there'll be enough attention drawn to it because of the absurdity of that position that, you know, something is, is just going to have to be done. But I'm telling you, doing things the same way in terms of a response is not going to get a different outcome. And the current outcome is it's getting worse every day. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. I will get some of your American Transmissions talking text line. Tex and Corbin will get to you in just a couple moments. Got to get traffic. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Can't wait till we get to the D.C. level of crime. This headline, crime so bad in D.C., Congress is distributing tips to avoid being carjacked in the Capitol. These are the third world country situations that we are now dealing with in this country. And, and of course, it is most prevalent in areas that are run by the left. Um, And, of course, we've had discussions as to why that is. But I, I remember as a kid watching how it was in, in South Africa because there was a lot of you know corruption there and people they would have flamethrowers put like on the side of their cars because crime was so bad and carjackings were so awful and thinking my gosh I mean just what a horrible and this is where we have been taken in in this country there's another I guess you saw the story those two guys one they filmed themselves laughing they ran over some guy on a bike 
Now, you may not have heard about it because, frankly, the guy on the bike was white, and apparently the, the, the driver was black. And so because it wasn't a bunch of good old boys chasing down a black guy on a bicycle, laughing while filming and running him over, it doesn't really matter. There's another story uh, here, uh, quote, they were laughing. Women viciously beaten at Seattle area gas station over a cash, cigs, and candy. And we, we've gotten to where we have these people that are running around, this, and they feel absolutely no concern about re- repercussions whatsoever. Zero, zip, none. First alert forecast, color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt, mostly sunny, high near 85 today. Strong chance of showers and storms, mostly cloudy tonight, low around 63, 70% chance of showers throughout the day tomorrow. With a high of only 72 and then a 40% chance of showers Thursday, high near 81. To Corbin in Springfield, welcome. Hey, you know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you all in on a little secret. Mm. I don't have the answer to it. You don't. Sarah doesn't. I mean, our council doesn't. I mean, their their great idea was basically Ubering the, the homeless wherever they wanted to go. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we all saw how well that worked. But. You know what? It, it, it wasn't council's money. It was our money, so it's all okay at the end of the day. But the, the one thing that if you actually talk to, the, talk to some of these homeless folks and, and just, you know, just, just basically almost have like a heart-to-heart with them, they don't want to change. Right, this right, is right. the lifestyle. Right. They, they, I, everything's free. They get a little bit of money. They, you know, they, they get to see the country or, or the city, wherever they want. This is how they want to live. And it's foreign to you and me and, and everybody else. But this is the lifestyle that they want at the end of the day. And and that's why I have noted that the answer, though how, you know, the, the way of going about it is up for debate. The answer is making them, if the, the way of life specifically is living and sleeping behind the plaza shopping center and shooting up there and having sex there if that is the life that they as you say they want and some do what what has to be done is for it to be made to where they don't want that life there anymore at least they're like yeah. and again it seems simple and some people may say it's laughable but somebody had suggested have some sort of water system out there that shoots water down into the alleys every 20 minutes for a certain amount of time that's the sort of thing where if because the thing is like you said this is about, and we're all this way to some degree, we sort of settle into what we're comfortable with. It's why in the cities that spend the most money to make homeless comfortable, in the name of eliminating homelessness, actually increases homelessness. We see it constantly. Like, oh, we're going to invest a billion dollars in order to eliminate homelessness. And, and, and how is it that they do it? By making it more comfortable to be homeless. Well, we're going to give them a place to shoot up, and we're going to make sure that they have this, and we're going to give them a house to live in because that's really what they need ultimately. See, they they they, they uh, just need housing. Housing is the issue, and and so all that does is make people who don't want to take care of themselves, who want to be as comfortable as they can while not taking care of themselves, go. Well, that's the place I want to go. I want to go live there. One of the I give you another perfect example of this. When Springfield finally started cracking down on panhandling, they had not for the longest time because they argued that the the ways that they had looked about going about it 
would be deemed unconstitutional by specifically telling people you cannot panhandle and so forth. And some of that was based legitimately off a case in St. Louis in which some panhandler sued because he wasn't allowed to panhandle and he got a payout from the city. But what they then did is the city wisely, this was after uh, Corbin had referenced the Uber rides. At one point, they came up with this brilliant idea. Well, if we just give air-conditioned rides with snacks and water to these people to uh, a facility, then you know maybe that will encourage them to get a job and to do all these things. And of course, it did not work. All they did was use it to ride around and get drinks. And, you know, I mean, it, it didn't work. The I forgot I lost my train of thought where I was going with that. Where was I going with it? <laughs> the point is this: the making it comfortable and making it easy. That it that is where it just has to stop and making things uncomfortable. So the, oh I know I was so after that. Forgive me, I lost my track. There got off track. The city thought okay that's not working, so we're we're going to create laws or rules in Springfield that essentially ban everyone from intersections. It's not specifically focusing on panhandling, but anyone cannot be hanging out at an intersection, so it's not discrimination. And it was not weeks later I saw people that I know in Joplin noting on social media, where have all these panhandlers come from? They came from Springfield because they move where it's easier. They travel. You know, we think in our minds, well, if they're back behind the Plaza Shopping Center and they don't have a car, uh, you know, where are they going to go? These people travel from city to city if they deem it is going to be worth their while to have a more comfortable lifestyle. And so, the, like I said, the answer is making it too uncomfortable. Now, whatever that is, I, I happen to believe that we should allow, again, some of these business owners to, as you know, you can't physically harm so you can't go out and beat someone with a ball bat and be like well that was my answer uh, but non-lethal non-damaging physically uh you know physical ways of going about things i think we need to to give business owners the ability to utilize those those techniques and and get creative and not be a roadblock to them and but i fear that's what's going to happen i think that if the people and I'm talking specifically about the Plaza Shopping Center because Colored Tenant is story on this and how they're collectively trying to figure out what to do. Frankly, I don't think stepped-up patrols is going to be that much of a uh, – I, I just don't think that is going to work because it can't be consistent. And if they're shooed away, they're going to come back, you know, unless there's something consistently that makes them go, I'm not going to stay here any longer. And my fear is that if the Plaza Shopping Center tenants all get together, collectively figure out um, uh, some successful way to do it, that somebody's going to step in and tell them why they can't do it that way. All right, I'm going to read some of your text messages next. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, I read a report a couple months ago that the average price for a brand new car is over $40,000. And to me, that's a lot of money. So if you are looking to purchase a new vehicle and you want to do a longer test drive before you commit to that vehicle, I recommend that you check out Avis and their long-term rental program. This program, it was created to give you a longer test drive than what you would receive at the dealer. Uh, and it gives you a chance to, you know, go and get groceries, haul the kids and their friends around, put a car seat in. 
in. And if you get into a vehicle that's not right for you, you can swap vehicles out every couple of months. And the long-term rental program, I should note, uh, it consists of a renewable monthly contract for as long as you want to stay in the program. So this isn't something that you have to stay in for years and years on end. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, swing by the Avis store off of Fort and Sunshine, speak to Lauren, or you can find Avis's contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. All right, I'm trying to, let's see, get uh, a lot of text messages in here. So, um, okay. I'm just going to rapid fire through some of these regarding the, the and it's not even, there's, I, I, I would argue that perhaps it's a varying degree situation. There's a difference between a homeless person that keeps to him or herself. Maybe they push a shopping cart around and, and you know, they, they don't really do much harm. Not that that isn't something that should be addressed. But we've leveled up quite a bit in Springfield. I mean, we're talking about feces. We're talking about sex out in the middle of intersections. We're talking about needles everywhere, condoms used, con- you know. So so th- this isn't th- – this is leveling way up from just a homeless situation. Uh, one of you noted, give them air-conditioned rides to Joplin. You would be surprised how many cities do that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, maybe that is <laughs> the answer. Uh, I have been told that Springfield is, in fact, the recipient of that sort of way of dealing with this from cities not anywhere close to Missouri, that there are certain areas in which buses do drop off uh, some of these individuals in the city. Another noting water won't work during the winter would be sued by her clients or hobos that slip and fall. Uh, if the, uh, people want, they can donate to programs that help those who truly need it. And that is another thing. We used to, when the weather got nice, had an annual, it was organic, annual discussion about, oh, the panhandlers are back out. And the people who would call in, this was before we really utilized the text line, who would call in and were most adamant about, they do not, do not give them money, they don't need it, were people who worked with the homeless consistently and we would even occasionally have people who used to be homeless call in and say those people they there are resources available in Springfield for those people there are resources to help them do not give them money the, the one grouping of people that that message was most unified coming from were people who worked with the homeless people in Springfield Uh, see, Josh from Springfield, what if we make panhandling illegal and find those that are caught handing money to, or find those that are caught handing money to them? Uh, I I believe that that is something that has been challenged in the courts, largely just based off, hey, if somebody wants to give somebody charity, you can't really create a law that, that says they can't do it. Now, could you create one that says you can't do it at an intersection because it could be a hindrance to traffic, I suppose. But that should already be remedied by the fact that we have laws saying that people can't stand at those intersections. And obviously at this point, they are not being enforced, be it a manpower situation or whatever the reason. They are not being enforced to the capacity that the panhandlers currently find it to be too much of a hassle to continue trying to panhandle here. Uh, David saying, I'm at work, working with uh, many homeless, not heartless, 
uh, past a dozen homeless coming to work today, driving from Cracker Barrel to uh, over by the studio, 12 homeless at least. Another noting, I was at Walmart Republic yesterday. There was a homeless man sitting on the ground in front of the store. It spread to the smaller towns. Highlands doesn't have homeless. Why? They don't want them. Uh, the beautiful field right up to the street at Sunshine 13, beautifully manicured, no homeless. Why? It's a federal prison. They don't allow it. It's up to the city, plain and simple. You can find homeless, free places, pockets all over. It is up to the city. Uh, another noting that they shoot up on the square constantly every day. My solution to the homeless enforce the law. Another saying, I'm a little surprised the city's tolerating this crap at the plaza. That's not part of the town that normally has a problem, usually north and west. It is everywhere now. I, we are beyond compartmentalizing this. Why are so many of the new businesses everywhere in Springfield vape, pot, payday loans, etc.? Where's the chamber in this? Is it supply and demand driving it? Uh, one noting that the problem centers uh, on... Uh, gaming businesses that are open 24 hours in the plaza they attract an undesirable element now i have heard that complaint quite a bit that there are these 24-hour gaming centers and i think that they're they're sort of like gambling centers frankly i've not ever been in one i don't really understand exactly what goes on into them in them but it is something that is oftentimes a point of complaint that they draw in quote undesirables i don't know if those are the same people who are using needles in the alleyways and crapping in the, they may very well be, or or maybe it's a little bit of a of a of an overlap. I I just don't know the answer to that. I'm sure the business owners definitely uh, recognize whether there is some overlap there, or if they are one and the same. Uh, and then uh, the one that said uh, I'd set up sprinklers, time to start every twenty minutes, run for five minutes, ensure against fire. Um, and then say, oh, I didn't know people would get wet. <laughs> okay, so there we have some of the text messages. If, if I, I would just as a, a walk away on this, something just a rule of thumb when it comes to answering these questions. The reality is because human nature is human nature. The more comfortable a community makes it for people to behave that way, the more people will behave that way. The less comfortable a community makes it for people to behave that way, the less people that are going to behave that way. That's human nature. That's not just alley crapping drag drug addicts uh, that like to have sex with one another. That is that is human nature. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I am Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Those of you who sent in, we got a tremendous amount of text messages this morning. Uh, if we didn't get to it, I apologize. But I already have at least 50% of what I had planned on getting to today did not get to. Some of it will roll over to tomorrow. One that I definitely want to, oh, I have that story printed twice, that I want to get to tomorrow. There is up in, um, uh, where where is this? Up in the East Coast, Bridgeport, Connecticut. And there is this battle going on between the current mayor and the 
former city employee that was fired who ran against him over the election. And it's all about voter fraud. I've noted on numerous occasions that Democrats, the only time that they will acknowledge or claim that there's voter fraud is if they are up against a Republican or if it's a primary. If a Republican is running against a Democrat, calls for or uh, uh, you know any sort of indication of voter fraud that is noted is labeled as QAnon, conspiracy theory. We're told there's no evidence. And in fact, one of the arguments legally against Trump right now is that he knew that there's no such thing as voter fraud in this country. Well, there are cases of it currently underway in investigations, but they involve Democrats against Democrats. And this Bridgeport, the mayor there has released video showing people who work on behalf of the person who beat him cramming armfuls of ballots into drop boxes. You know this sort of thing Dinesh D'Souza showed? On 2,000 mules that Democrats said, that doesn't happen. That's a, Oh, that doesn't prove anything. Guess what's going on in Bridgeport, Connecticut right now? The Democrats are calling one another out for doing just that. This is a case where, which we saw in St. Louis a few years ago, the individual who ended up winning, it was because of those ballots. He lost, but then they're like, just wait until we count these ballots that were put in the drop boxes. And then it's like a five to one ratio, which is obviously a tremendous red flag. And so, you know, but this isn't getting any national coverage whatsoever. And it again reflects what happened a couple of times in St. Louis, in which races, the court said these races have to be redone because of voter fraud. And they were Democrat primaries. Uh, let's see if there's any of these others that I... Oh, okay. So I, I did want to mention this before we go this morning. The RFK Jr. campaign is begging Biden for Secret Service protection following the security scare. Um, Dennis Kucinich, which some of you may remember, he ran for president in the past... He's a Democrat extreme left winger. He is the campaign manager for RFK Jr. And RFK Jr. has his campaign has asked for protection, which is not unusual for candidates who might be either high profile or potentially in danger of a would be assassin. And last weekend, there was somebody who was pretending to be a marshal that showed up with a weapon at an RFK Jr. event. And the Biden administration up until this point has still refused to give him Secret Service protection, refused to do it. A bit like they refused to give additional security protection to the Supreme Court justices as they were ramping up rage against them. Glenn Beck's next. I'm Nick Reed. Talk to you tomorrow.